Welcome to Blurred Perspective, episode two. Um, today we have a lot of topics to go over. I'm Lady L. I'm Brother Rue. And uh, first, let's talk about this possible return of the NBA. I'm not sure how I really feel about it. Um, they're supposed to resume this current season, July 31st, for some reason. And uh, they're supposed to play in North Florida. Now, I'm sure the athletes are in top shape and, you know, most are, you know, being safe and they don't have COVID-19. And But I just think that it's, it's just going to be a weird season. It's going to be like that season that I call an asterisk, that which was 99, right, Brother Rue? When the Spurs won after yeah, the, the lockout? Yeah, the lockout, yeah. It's just weird. Like, let's just start over with the fresh season with the rules in place the way they're going to be from now on. I, uh, that's the way I feel about it. What do you feel, Brother Rue? <clears throat> so, yeah, they will. They are trying to approve coming back July 31st um, in Orlando, Florida at the Disney uh, ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex. Plan is to bring back 22 teams, those teams that were within six games of the NBA playoffs, um, and maybe even doing like a play-in or something uh, for the last two spots on each side. But um, I guess right now the first approval is whether or not the NBA commissioner's office and the owners want to do it, and then they'll uh, have the players vote. But I don't. I mean, the owners will make their money regardless some way. It's it's not really – it shouldn't be about them or up to them. It should be about the players and up to the players because the players going to be the ones out on the court breathing on each other and perspiring on, on each other, other and <laughs> touching each other, okay. you know, playing defense oh. and stuff, pause. But, you know, I think it should ultimately be up to them. You know, you can't get mad at somebody like Damian Litter for saying – if his team not gonna make it to the playoffs, he don't want to come back. Because why should he put his health on the line just to play a game that nobody's gonna be at? So yeah, those teams that were in contention, I see them wanting to be able to be crowned NBA champion this season. I mean, you got somebody like LeBron James that's chasing Michael Jordan and chasing Kobe <laughs> Bryant, okay. whether he agreed, whether he admitted or not. So, he need this season. How many more seasons does LeBron James have? Well, LeBron, I would say you really don't need to win this season. Like, it would be totally fine. But, I did. mean, how many more years does he have? I mean, I, I, mean I heard he's 12. I heard he's trying to play with, be the first player to play with his son. But, he going to be, what, almost 40 or something if his son actually gets into the league? So, you know, I get it why certain players won't you know, legacy, you know, and somebody maybe like a Chris Paul or Carmelo Anthony might want to continue the league because they know they don't have that many seasons left. Yeah, the window is closed. So, again, if the players are okay with it, I definitely will watch it. Even though I don't like the current brand of basketball, it's kind of hard for me to watch. But Three-pointers. I'll take... I take no defense. Right I now. mean, they really could do it even in Corona time because no one is playing defense out here. True, and everybody, no one. Everybody jacking up threes anyway, so right. You can't really touch each to other. To the arc, shoot the ball down court. To the arc, 
shoot the ball. That's where we're at. Anyways. And, you know, James Harden ain't got to worry about nothing because no, he, he don't come down half court unless he got the ball. Nope. He, so, I'll, you know, I'm eager to, to watch sports again. I'm eager to see sports again. But not at the risk of the players' health, who also would have to be away from their families. I agree. Um, for probably extended period of time because they didn't have, have probably have to quarantine. So, you know, it's ultimately to me should be up to the players because it's their health, their families that's going to be impacted by it. As a fan, hell yeah, bring back the NBA. But as a person, as a human being with empathy and sympathy for what's going on right now, yeah, a uh, pandemic. It's, it's it's not it it doesn't have to happen, but it would be nice if it did. I have a question. Okay, so they're gonna do this Thunderdome type Mortal Kombat season in North Florida. So then they'll do those teams the play in. So when that ends, are we going to then resume twenty twenty one season in they, October, November, like they always do? They're supposed to push the season start day back. Okay. I didn't see maybe where... Maybe they'll cut preseason and just... Yeah, maybe on. they'll cut preseason. I didn't see where they would cut uh, into next season, but, I mean, that's a good question. I think that they too busy focused on trying to get this season back going. Yeah. They um, need to think about the future. It's like, hey, whoever wins next year, you double champ. We're going to give you 2019, <laughs> uh, 2019, 2020, oh, and 2020 to 2021. That could be bad if it's the wrong person, too. <laughs> I don't need that negativity, and I don't <laughs> want it. So, go Lakers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, while we're on sports right quick, Let's just talk about that golf tournament that happened. That was that was fire. The, I was uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Tom that. Brady and Phil Mickelson and Tiger and, Tiger and, and, and uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I didn't see the whole thing, but from what I saw, it was thoroughly entertaining. Yes. Uh, it was impressive to see uh, Tom Brady take instruction and then pretty yes. much do exactly what Phil Mickelson was telling him. He is very coachable. And uh, that's awesome. I see he's motivated by trash talk because he shut uh, Charles Barkley up real quick. So yeah, I thought it was entertaining. It'd be nice to see who else they could get involved to do that. I mean, I can only imagine watching somebody like Michael Jordan on the golf course. So, I, yeah, I would like to see other athletes and other uh, golf people, uh, even female golfers, get involved. Yeah, that would be kind of um, cool. With with that, so. I thought it was fun and entertaining. It was a nice yeah. break. I actually watched golf because had things been normal and basketball would have been on and uh, baseball would have been on, I would not have watched that. But I, I probably would have. I, I like golf. I wouldn't have watched it. But you know, you got to respect the game. It's, it's a hard game. It's not easy. Oh, I know. The many times I've tried that top <laughs> golf. top golf. I can't That's swing. Your... <laughs> I, I talked all that noise about Charles Barkley swing, but... uh. <laughs> this swing might be better than mine if I actually try one. No, I think everybody swings better than Charles. Mm-hmm. I don't, if, if it works for him, I'm not hating, but Charles Barkley, it looks uh, crazy. Charles Barkley golf swing got a hiccup in it. <laughs> it's like he burped in the middle of his golf swing. I don't. That's awesome. He's better than me, though, because he can get it down, <laughs> down the, uh, what they call it, the field, the court. Yeah. Okay, the field? Hey, man, if it wasn't uh, Tiger Woods Golf <laughs> or whatever the little golf game Tiger, is on Tiger Xbox, Woods, yeah. 
And then if it wasn't due to uh, being able to drink and have fun at Top Golf, never would have tried it. Oh, never would have tried it. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, other topics. I know there's one that we want to talk about, so let's just get into it. Let's get into George Floyd. Um, rest in peace, brother. Um, I really hate that we are still having hashtags and names that we have to say and no action behind it. Right now, um, today when we're recording, is actually May 31st. So this is after, what, day three of the riots in Minnesota? Minneapolis, And then now Houston, Atlanta, Dallas have joined in D.C. as well um, with the riots. And um, people are just sick and tired. And I'm sick and tired. I'm over it. I have a black son. I have a black husband. And I am so sick of worrying about how they should conduct themselves in the right way around police. And I am speaking as someone who actually wanted to become a police officer. You do not need to... Um, hurt the defenseless like if somebody's already handcuffed you probably don't need to put your knee on their neck for nine minutes in order to you know and two of those minutes were actually unresponsive so at that point you don't want to just get are you still scared like what my problem is is I get it you know they risk their lives every day when I was deciding whether I wanted to become an officer or not that's a choice that you make son so if you're scared, you know, if, if you can't take the heat, don't get in the kitchen. And I know all cops aren't bad. I know that there's only these few cops that are bad. But what I would just say is if, if you ever, if you have to look at somebody's skin color and fear for your life, not knowing like how scared that person is for their life. You probably shouldn't be a public servant or a police officer. It just doesn't make any sense to me while we keep going through this. Uh, yeah. I think this is a very, very, very bad, uh, sad situation. I think that every time it happens, it's ridiculous. Um, I think that police officers should be held accountable for their poor judgments. Um, I think that a lot of these officers, people say, well, not all officers, not all police are bad. But I find that hard to believe when there's verbiage that helps police officers cover up mistakes. They have to get together and get their story straight so that an officer doesn't get in trouble. Right. So if there are good officers, then why are we covering up for bad officers? Accountability. Can we just have some accountability? I mean, it's I liken it to broke people. Always taking up for rich people. Well, one day I'm going to be in that, that uh, situation. I'm going to be in that position. So I want all of the luxuries and all the benefits that the person before me had. One day I'm going to make a mistake. And I hope that somebody helps me cover it up. So I'm going to help them cover up their mistake just in case I'm in that situation. And that's bull. I think it's bull that cops arrest records and all this stuff helps them uh, get 
have careers. Right. Like people's lawyers' careers are predicated on how many cases that they win. Right. Whether they got a criminal convicted or whether they got an innocent man convicted, it's just a prosecuted. That's how they're viewed is they win loss rate. Yeah. Like, no. No. They're also wrong sometimes. So that's my problem with laws. What you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, not what's fact beyond a reasonable doubt, what you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And a lot of these career politicians and career police officers, we shouldn't, we should not, as a people, we shouldn't still be allowing it. Right. That man did not deserve to die because he made a mistake. Right. A, a non-violent Allegedly, mistake. because we still don't know. Yeah. And you have violent criminals that are arrested with no incident. Yeah. Like Dylan Roof. Yeah. Now he killed nine people in a church in North Carolina, and they brought him out in a bulletproof vest to make sure that he didn't get assassinated. Interesting, since he killed nine defenseless people in a church. Who prayed for him and with him. Before he, they killed him. So it does. It doesn't look good. So for the people who want to say these are one-off incidents, it's anomalies, and it's not about race, then just look at the track record of how many murderous white people get the red carpet, you know, put out for them when they do something, and then it takes like an act of Congress, literally, to get them even arrested. For what they've done. But with us it's like oh they did it. Yeah it's like people always. Don't you know some people believe in white privilege. Some people. Say that that's just something that you know. Liberals and black people made up as an excuse. White privilege does exist. But white privilege. Is not what people. Say that it is. White privilege is empathy. In America. White privilege is the benefit of the doubt. As a white person in America, you will get empathy because you remind the judge of his niece, nephew, son, daughter, grandchild. You will get empathy. You will get the benefit of the doubt because of the skin of your color because, oh, he's a good kid or he comes from a good family or he just reminds me of someone in my family. And he's young and he just made a mistake, but my... Young black brothers out here, 16, 17, you know, under 25 are dying at the hands of police. Like A black person in America, you probably did something that you got away with. Right. And this is karma catching up with you. Yeah. And that's the problem in America. That's why, that's what white privilege is. I saw a disturbing post and I don't remember the guy's name. But they posted his name and and they want to get him fired because he's like, good, that's one less piece of you know what on the street. And it's like, you don't even know this man, but you think that's okay that he was basically murdered on camera. Let me tell you how brainwashed Americans are. Some Americans are. So the argument, there are two arguments that always float around when these things happen. The first argument is white people get killed by black by uh, police officers more than black people. True. They make up more of the population. White people do get killed more often by police officers than black people do. But white people but but 
anybody getting killed, my, my argument to that is anybody getting killed by a police officer that's unarmed and nonviolent is a problem. So you are so conditioned to it happening. Your excuse is it doesn't just happen to black people. It happens to other people. It's still a problem. People are still dying unnecessarily. So why would you justify that by saying, oh, everybody dies? The other it's thing just that, like all lives matter. Remember that bullshit? Yeah, the other thing that people like to say is, well, black people kill black people. White people and, kill white people. Um, You know, y'all don't say nothing when it's black people killing black people. That's crazy. My argument to that is this. If, um, first of all, proximity crimes happen. White people kill white people, black people. Whoever you live around, y'all live by each other, crime exists. We know that. We understand that. The problem is, if Tyrone kills Jamal... Tyrone goes to jail. Yeah, they're going to put him in jail. If Billy Bob kills Tyrone, they will find a law yeah. that justifies Billy Bob killing Tyrone. Yeah. If a police officer kills Jamal, they will find some old story or some old crime that Jamal might have committed to justify the police officer's actions. They will come together. Like in Georgia. To 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 uh, justify the police officer's action. Name me a time where a person killed a black person that was so. Just just be honest. Name me a time a white person killed a black person. The white person was arrested and went to jail, and black people protested. And then you will have a point. Right. I agree. And and then it needs to be it can't just you can't just give me one example and then say all things are equal because that's bull. Show me examples plural of times where a white person killed a black person, they still went to jail and people still protested. People protest because it took them 2 months and a video to even do anything to those two criminals, those two thugs Murderers. in Georgia. That shot that man in the street, regardless of what he was doing. Ahmaud Arbery did not deserve to die in the street because he jogged or was walking in the neighborhood. And that's crazy. Now we or can't he was exercise. looking at something. My how, my neighborhood has been under development. All we used to do was walk around and look at the houses being built. Potential buyers. What, when did so that we become can't a, be, We can't buy a house, right? When did that become a crime? Right. So, again, people aren't protesting because a white officer killed a black dude. People are protesting because they wasn't going to do anything to that white officer until people started protesting. Had that dude been suspended, fired, and then put in jail, nobody would have said anything. People like to use the security guard that got killed for telling those people they had to put a mask on. There was nothing to protest those two idiots went to jail and are awaiting sentencing. What was that to protest? People protest the lack of action. They don't protest the act. So stop saying black on black crimes happen. Stop using proximity crimes as an excuse. And let's actually talk about the issues of police being a gang in America. Yeah, they've been a gang though. They this is their origin was to hunt us 
That was that's what police were for. Because everybody else protected their own property with their own guns. But when we had got free, you had to police us or even before we got free. We were property. Yeah. The police and so that's what we need to have a conversation about is why they're even here. You're supposed to be a public servant to protect and serve. Once you saw that George Floyd was unresponsive, then you should have been performing CPR. That's what your job is. That's what you do. Protect and serve. There were three other officers on the scene with this dude, and none of them realized that what he was doing was wrong. None of them had the courage to tell him, hey, man, get off of him. And to my original point, um, I do believe that there are good cops. Hell, I have family members, friends, classmates that are police officers. I can vouch for their character. Right. I can vouch for who they are as people. But those cops who stand around and watch another cop do something bad and then cover for them, you're not a good cop. You are just as bad as the cop that did the actual crime. Police are so bad that even the president himself is scared to say something negative about the police. Yeah, like they are gang gang. Like they have no accountability. You say something bad about the police, then what's the first thing they say? We not going. What, what was that? Uh, one of those teams, maybe it was the 49ers. Yeah. Said something about the police. Then they said, oh, well, we won't, we won't uh, protect your... Your games anymore. You know how many times they say bad stuff about nurses, doctors, other public servants. Like, get over yourself and get your ego in check and protect the people. Why are police so scared of being held accountable? If you can prove that you had no other choice, then I understand that. But my problem is, what's the point of you having a taser? You have, but, okay, and also, so they have tasers, they have guns. Why do they never shoot? Why is it always center mass or in the head? You can shoot somebody in the leg. You don't have to, like, kill them. from the conversations that I've had with police officers on that, regardless to where you shoot somebody... So your point is, you don't have to go for a kill shot. You don't, yeah. But there's no guarantee that... They can't shoot them in the arm and they still don't bleed out because they hit an order. Order. A true analog. That's true. So, but let's attempt it. Let's not yeah, just shoot them in but, the head and we don't even know why we stopped them in the first place. But that's my thing. To your point, why go for a kill shot? Like for Castillo, fifteen. His times. baby was in the car and he unloaded that gun on that man's chest enough to shoot the baby. After in the you told him, after he told you he had a gun. Showed you where the gun was. You asked him to pass you the gun. And then when he went to reach for it. You shot him. You could have told him. Put your hands on your head. You could have reached for the gun. And got it. And that man did not have to die. Or like the officer who told the white guy. Getting out of his truck. I need to see your license and registration. He said it's in my truck. He said get it. He reached back into his truck. This officer started shooting him. Yeah, this has got to stop. If you are jumpy that day, please don't go to work. If you have a bad feeling, please don't go to work. Because that's somebody's husband not coming home. That's somebody's wife not coming home. That's somebody's child not coming home. Like, my thing is, I've heard from... I, I I won't say I've heard from, but my opinion is... I feel like a police officer feels like... If it's my word against a dead body... 
I'm better off for it. So I'd rather kill you so I don't have to worry about the paperwork. And that's just how it seems. Like, you are not judge, jury, and execution. You are not judge, dread. Yeah, the whole, the process, the criminal justice process is as follows. You have probable cause. You arrest someone. You interview and interrogate them. Not, let's kill him in the street. Oh, he did it. Oh, he might have, like, stole some, you know, he's selling stolen cigarettes. Let's kill him. And no! This, this situation that happened in, what, Georgia? Where they killed the young lady? When they had the wrong house and they did the kick door? Yeah, I'm not sure where it happened, but that was crazy because that person was already in custody. So, I'm going to tell y'all why that's BS. Why do you have to sneak into somebody's house or sneak up on somebody when you quote unquote doing a kick door? I mean, when you quote unquote doing a, a, a warrant. Because if you if you are in full tactical gear, what element of surprise do you need? If you go, all you got to do is knock, 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 knock. If that person ain't coming peacefully, he gonna tell you he ain't coming peacefully. His I've actions will show you that they not coming peacefully. He mess around and shoot, and then you have every reason to go in there guns blazing the way you need to. But for them to just say, oh, we knocked at 2 o'clock in the morning and we didn't get an answer, probably because the people were asleep, and they were. If I'm in my house right now and somebody, police came and kicked in my door right now. How would I know? I'm going to shoot because I'm thinking, oh, shit, somebody just kicked in my door. Right. And I have my wife and my son here. That's poor tactics. Poor tactics. Those cops should be held accountable for those poor tactics. Accountability. Those got one of the person that yeah. shot the bullet that killed her. That person should be in jail for murder. Those other police well, he officers. Should have at least charge. Let's start here. So let's charge the person, and then let's get juries that actually have the balls to convict these people on these charges. Because that's another thing that happens. You get a George Zimmerman, and all of a sudden he gets off, and it's like how. When all the evidence point, the 911 operator told him to not engage. We'll do a, a conversation on stand your ground law because I think that law is. And also solely, guns, blacks and solely, guns, because they don't really want us to have guns. They want the Second Amendment for themselves, not for us. We've gone in the gun stores and they look at us crazy. No service. But, you know. I don't know why politicians, I respect AOC for finally saying, hey, you know, your problem is all these politicians are scared of the police. Yeah. They're scared of the power that the police unions have. But what are the police so scared of? If uh, if everything is so just and on the up and up, why are you above reproach? Why are you above being called into question? Why are you above... Being scrutinized. Why do cops always get mad at the people recording them? Right. If you're not doing anything wrong, why is your hand over your camera? Right. Why are you putting your body in front of I my camera? I think they're over-caffeinated. Like, that's got to be part of it. One night, I got pulled over by the police. Dude said that my tail light was out. Cool. Okay. Gave him my license and my registration. 
Then some asshole cop pulled up and started wait, putting his flashlight all in my eye because it's dark outside. It's like, shit, it was only like 8 or 9 o'clock. I was on my way to work. And the other cop had my license registration. He went to go run my stuff because he said my taillight was out. This other cop, second cop car, come out of nowhere. He, I guess he bored. Wife wouldn't fuck him. He was miserable at home. I don't know what it was. But he come putting that big ass light in my eye. And so I kind of jerked my head back and moved my face. He's like, you got a problem? I was like, I was fine until you put that damn light in my eye. That shit hurt. I mean, is it necessary? He's like, what you say to me? I said, the light hurts my eyes. You asked me what was wrong. Get the fuck out the car. I'm like, yeah, so how why do I need to get out the car? Because you asked me a question and I answered it. And then you want to get me out the car and show me who's boss by trying to slam me on the car and, and rough me up and shit. But if we was standing there man to man and you didn't have your badge, I would have beat your ass. And that's another thing that I don't like. Like, it's, it's just, you know... They get to run the situation, and I've seen these videos lately, especially since this happened to George Floyd, where you're giving me instructions on how I need to handle myself, but nobody's giving the cops instructions on how they need to handle themselves, and that has got to stop. I should not have to go through these big song and dances, and please don't reach into your pocket. They might think you have a gun. You know what? If you do that job for long enough, you have instincts that are supposed to kick in that will allow you to know these types of things. You know that a suburban mother, black or white, on the way to work because it's 8 in the morning, is not trying to shoot you. You know that. Like, get out of here. So don't grab your gun when you pull me over. And then think that that's supposed to calm me down. You have just escalated the situation to a nine and a half because you grabbed your gun. Yeah, these cops. Poorly trained. And we have to be docile. Oh, my God. It's funny that. And we're still dying. It's funny that a civilian with no training has to do everything right or die. And the cop can do everything wrong. And nothing happens to them. Like I said, they have so much training. And I get it. That's a high-pressured, um, um, high, highly stressful job. You are putting your life on the line when you leave at night, not knowing whether or not you're going to come home. Uh, That's God what you bless, signed up for, though. God bless the police officers who um, are actually out there because they wanted to make a difference and they wanted to help yeah. people. But, again, if you know of... Something that a police officer did that was wrong. You should not want them in, on your team. And you are not a knock for saying something. You You're should, protecting people. You should not want them to be allowed on the force. They are out there abusing people. Abusing their rights because they're police officers. If you don't have patience... If you don't know how to de-escalate a situation... And if you're scared of black people... You should not be a cop. People tell me all the time, why aren't you a police officer? I am a natural asshole with a short temper. Do you know how many people I would have pistol whipped by now? Yeah, but you wouldn't have killed them? No, I wouldn't have killed them. I don't need to be a police officer because I have short patience for stupid people. I can differentiate between a smart person and a person that's just trying to get on my nerves... Also, if a person is drunk and belligerent, 
I'm not gonna treat them like a person that has all their capacity. Yeah, that they're they're not Bruce Lee. They're drunk. But I I'm just I know I have a short temper, and I like currently at my current age, 39 years old, I could be a police officer. But no, I was young. Like get on the ground. You you still talking? No, we're not we're not doing that. Like I ain't ask you what you want. So I understand that mentality. So that's why I said it's not good for me to be a police officer right. because I understand how my mind works. So whoever's doing these psyche valves, that's that's they good. are doing a horrible job. Right. Horrible job. Right. Why do you want this gung ho person as a police but officer you know with what? a gun? We know that historically that they pick police from certain areas. So like to be in the inner city, they will pick somebody from Wisconsin or like Kansas that has never met a black person ever and put them on their South Central police force. How is that gonna turn out? You don't you never had a dealing with a black person in your life. How are you gonna handle yourself? And then you might have a couple of hot headed criminals and then the weird thing that the cops get to do that I'll never understand is they generalize everybody. So you had one off shootout with somebody and everybody got to get it because of that. Like, no, maybe you should have went and saw your psychiatrist because that's that's not fair. So I was, I was, I thought, well, I might as well be honest. I was arguing with somebody on, uh, I was reading some arguments on Facebook last night. And it was this one dude named Eric Matt Stone, but his Facebook page was Buster Stone. And he said, well, how could he be screaming for help if he couldn't breathe? That was, wow. you know, first thing he said. Then he commented on another post and he said, well, I'm tired of seeing all these thugs rioting. It's time, you know, we, we meet that, that same aggression with even more aggression. It's time we start shooting back. So I'm like, first of all, that guy's racist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At least based on some of the other conversations that I've seen him have. And then I was like, man, who is this guy? So I clicked on his, uh, his uh, page. And the first thing you see is uh, his former job was a police officer for mm-hmm. Pasadena. And I'm like, how is somebody that's trying to justify that officer kneeling on that dude's neck for nine minutes and saying we need to start shooting at the looters? How should, why should that person, that person should not be a police officer. That is not the logic of a person that should be in any kind of controllable or powerful uh, situation. He should not be. The authority figure in any situation. Because that told me that there are times when he was a police officer, which come to find out he's quote unquote still a police officer. There were times where some other cop did something wrong and he vouched for him. He covered it up. Here's my other problem with this looting. Let's, Let's just talk about the looting for a second. 
Do I condone looting? No, I don't. But I believe every little white college town, every time their little college team wins or loses, they're turning over cars. I've never heard them call thugs. I've never heard any of them getting hurt. And definitely haven't heard anybody saying shoot back at them. So keep that same energy. Yeah, when I first uh, saw the looting, my Facebook post was, what the fuck does looting have to do with anything? And, you know, you know, people started tagging me in posts, and some people started misquoting Martin Luther King. Eventually, he did say, you know, that looting sometimes, you know, unrest, civil unrest is necessary. That doesn't but, mean looting, though. That just means... Yeah, but uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but I'm going to have to look. But to his point... If I've talked to you and I've talked to you and I've asked you Bait. to treat me fairly and I've, you know, tried to do everything you've asked me to do for me to be heard and I'm still not heard, what else am I supposed to do? What's the solution? Right. And then up until the point where the looting started, nothing had still been done to that police right. officer. It's no like a, charges a whole day of or anything. 24 hours. And then the day after the looting started, they decided to charge him with third degree murder and manslaughter. Right. And not the other ones. And we all know that in that state, the statute says whoever in the party of guilty people get charged for something, whoever was involved, those people get charged with the exact same thing. But yet they're radio silent on that one. Yeah, so... I'm like, damn, looting worked. The people- I won't say that. They also were, you know, reaching out to their congressmen. There was petitions being signed and things like that. Uh, it gave the perception that lo- looting ultimately got us to what we wanted. I love that their mayor actually was on board with the, them being fired and is on board with them all. Being, you know, having their day in court. And they called that career suicide because he spoke up against the police. They called that career suicide because this man said that dude kneeling on that man for nine minutes was unnecessary and he should be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. He's anti-police because he said that. Oh, yeah, it's like, that's crazy kidding that you got to get down or lay down. Are y'all public servants or no? Are you going to help the people or not? Because if you don't want to help people, if you become a police officer because you want to shoot people, rough people up, that is the wrong reason to become a police officer. Please don't. Uh, like the good brother Killer Mike said, you need to get out there and you need to vote. Even if you don't believe that voting... Well, I won't say that. What I'll say is you need to get out there and vote. You need vote, to vote for your local officials. Get rid of these prosecutors that are prosecuting people for no reason and putting them behind bars for no reason. Give get rid me. of these police chiefs that want to condone this violence against the citizens. Do that. Yeah, you, if you got a judge that's giving out uneven sentences, the white person is getting one year and probation and the black person is getting five years, get them off the seat. Get them out of that seat. Get somebody else Top in there. Top to bottom. Your mayor. I if have, your mayor not riding for you, get rid of him too. I have no I have no sympathy for a criminal because we all make decisions in life. But 
if you gonna give one criminal three years probation and the other criminal five years, I have a problem with that. Give both of them five years or give them both probation. Right. But don't be trying to fill the judge the the. The Megan, judge with black people. Like, yeah, let's and, not meek meal the situation like that judge. Yeah, did. like, no. She was trying to make it. Um, if your senator, your congressman or congresswoman only does something around election time and yes. you can never hear from them again until the election cycle rolls back around, hold these people accountable. And people numbers lie. Don't let them tell you about these crime numbers again around election time. Men, Do your research. Men lie. Women lie. And numbers always lie. Or they can be manipulated. Okay. So, speaking about voting, you know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Joe Biden versus the black voter. Now, Joe, uh, Charlemagne the God had like a super awesome interview with Joe Biden. On the Breakfast Club. On the Breakfast Club. Where Joe Biden ended his, uh, he ended by saying what? If if you have a hard time distinguishing who you need to vote for, then you ain't black. Now, I get it. People don't want to be told they're not black. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you're not black if you don't eat potato salad. You're not black if you don't eat grits. We're going to take your black card. For me, I understand the sentiment. Now, the thing is, Joe Biden is an old senile man, not making excuses. He made his bed. He has to lay in it because of how senile he is. But actions speak louder than words to me. And so I will say I get what he said. Was it reckless? Yes, it was reckless in a world of sound bites where... You know, today, you know, people hold you accountable for something crazy you said, even though the context could have been different. Now, what I will say is I'm feeling like his sentiment maybe was that of, you know, it's kind of like how we feel about Kanye West, right? Like nobody's fooling with Kanye West anymore. He's pretty much canceled, you know, as far as a lot of us are concerned because he's quote-unquote gone crazy because he's fooling with Trump. So, basically, Joe Biden's sentiment was like, if I have to tell you that I am the better one and I'm the one that actually cares, then something's wrong with you. And I guess maybe he could have said that instead of you ain't black. I don't know. Um, I wish I would be, you know, was his uh, campaign manager because I would have been like, never say anything like that. Even if you feel like you should say something like that, never say anything like that. He since apologized. And, um, of course, now, you know, he's been going back and forth talking about having a black female running mate. Um... I will say he does meet with the NAACP. I don't know if Trump has ever done that or cares to. Um, At least he talks to the black media. I don't know that Trump really talks to the black media. But, um, you know, what do you think about it, Brother Um, Joe Biden. First of all, you called a presidential candidate. Old, senile guy. We got one of them. 
if his name is Donald Trump. <laughs> if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Is what that dude said. <laughs> My problem is y'all niggas is stupid if y'all don't pick Kanye. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing to mess up my promotion. Y'all niggas, <laughs> that's what that reminded me of. Anyway, but <laughs> listen, if Tommy Lauren or one of these clowns on Fox News would have said something like that, people would have lost their mind. Democratic black people would have lost their mind. I'm not telling anybody don't vote for Joe Biden. Because right at this point, <laughs> you got Joe Biden and you got that little egotistical uh, child, temper tantrum throwing child, Asian orange to pick from. You either want the overtly racist guy, you know he racist, or you want the undercover racist. Personally, I would still vote Democrat. Based on who his vice president was. Based on the checks and balances that I think we will still have. The reason I just I can't bring myself to vote for Trump just because he spent his whole presidency trying to compete with Obama. Yeah. Nobody else that was president before him, just Obama. He don't even bring up Clinton. Right. All he's asphyxiated with and infatuated with is Obama. And anything that Obama's tried to do, he's either tried to do it better or undo it. Yeah, just like this launch of this rocket for whatever reason, a waste of money while we're in a pandemic. Y'all were complaining about ventilators, but you're launching a rocket. Because he wanted to get his star force, or whatever the hell he called it, up and running before the end of his presidency. He can't get the wall, so he's going to get the star force. But I just think that... I just want people to acknowledge that what Joe Biden said was wrong, even if you're still going to vote for him. I would say you still need to vote uh, your interests. I don't think we should sit this one out because, unfortunately, uh, Hillary Clinton lost by over 3 million votes. I mean, won by over 3 million votes in the popular vote and still lost the election due to the Electoral College. Um, I think we need to look at those states she lost in to see if we could get a better, uh, um, a better, a better showing this this time around. I applaud Joe Biden for having the courage to go on the Breakfast Club and talk to Charlemagne because apparently that's what hurt Hillary Clinton's uh, presidential candidacy. That's what hurt Kamala Harris's. I think that he was Yang too. too. I think that uh, yeah, probably Yang too. I think that it was too. He might have been too comfortable. I think he borderline might have heard somebody black say that and thought it would be cool <laughs> if he said it. Probably. And the weird thing is, his defense was that, oh, I, I shouldn't have said it, but Charlemagne was being a wise guy to me. And it's like, no, because you talk the whole time. You never let this man ask, ask you a question. So he basically so, called Charlemagne the God up at the nigga. But. Well... Well, they looked up the uh, definition of wise guy on uh, Brilliant Idiot. Shout out, Charlemagne. Um, and it was basically either someone in the mob or I forgot what the other thing was. But it was definitely not anything Charlemagne did to be called a wise guy. You know, it's, it's, we're dealing with old people. 
I think that we need to change the criteria. Let's start with that um, for uh, presidential uh, candidates. You know, I will run if you guys will have me. I've always wanted to be a politician. Like, we we got to get this thing. <laughs> a person. We got to fix this. A person who speaks and behaves as if they know more than others. Yeah. So, but you were right. <laughs> but, hell, to be honest with you, until I started having these conversations with other people, I was going to put my name on the goddamn ballot. I was yeah, going to vote for myself. But, you know, let me just talk about some real ramifications that I feel that we are feeling. Because, you know, we had people not turn out at the polls just because it was like, oh, the lesser of two evils. Now we in a pandemic. So now y'all ready? Does Diddy really have to come and say vote or die for y'all to know how serious this is? Like, I'm sorry for my passion, but we got to get this together. Typically, most of common Americans honestly won't have a benefit or it won't hurt them whoever's in the White House. You know, it really doesn't have any ramifications on you normally. But right now we're in a pandemic because of this guy who ignored all of the signs. And would we have felt it a little bit? Maybe. I mean, no country really has been immune from it. But he was like, oh, it's a hoax. Oh, who cares? Oh, it'll be over in April, and it'll wash away. Oh, drink bleach. Like, this is this is our leadership. We, we got to do something, y'all. We need somebody to step up. Killer Mike, please. Several people have pointed this out to me. Uh, more recently, my older, my older brother, Jimmy. Shout out, Obama Jimmy. had Ebola. Ebola. Ebola came here. And didn't have to shut the country down. They this shut Ebola down. Had COVID-19. SARS has been threatened. This country's been threatened by SARS as well. Every hundred years we have a, a potential pandemic and those presidents handled it correctly. But big bad Trump. It's fake. It's fake news. It's the, it's, it's the media. I mean, is there a way we can... We can ingest Y'all ever notice that the news is only fake when it doesn't speak highly of him? Like, he's cool with Fox News until they start questioning some of the stuff he's, he says. And he's cool too. with Twitter until Twitter. Fact checked him. <laughs> now he want to put in a freaking... An executive order. Like, this is what we executive ordering. Twitter. People are dying in the streets. And this is what you want to do? Twitter helped you win the election. Yes. And now because they fact fact checked you one time, you are far hot man. And look, Mark Zuckerberg was on TV looking real sad about it. Because he was also, it's all social media, not just Twitter. I think to the point, and my wife, my beautiful wife brought him up a few minutes ago. To the point of brother uh, Killer Mike's points, I'm not going to sit up here and argue about who got the best master. Right, we're not I doing want that. To know what candidate is going to speak to the issues that is still hurting the black community today, I want to speak to those who are going to help make, create policies that get rid of some of these Jim Crow tactics 
um, some of these mask incarceration issues. And again, I don't care about the candidate that's going to legalize weed. Right. Weed is a herb and it's cool and all that and I partake from time to time. But I'm not worried about But that. that's not, look, we got I'm bigger fish to about, fry. I'm not worried about the criminals per se that uh, get in trouble because of their bad decisions. Although I do think that jail should be reformative instead of 100% punishment because those people who are not spending the rest of their lives in jail do have to get out and then become a productive member of society again. Right. I want the candidates that's going to talk to me about education, maybe even free college because I don't think there should be a price on somebody learning. I want to talk to the politician that wants to talk to me about the health care systems. Right. I want the person that's going to talk to me about uh, the unemployment rates. Uh, some well, I, the 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 candidate that's going to have the audacity to make a plan to fix some of the things that's happening in in cities like Chicago. Right. I, I want to talk to that candidate. I want those points on the table. Mm-hmm. That we can get to. I'm not going to argue about who got the best masters. I agree. But but we've got to change ourselves. We really do. Like, black people are not a monolithic people. And we don't all want the same things. Um, as far as this reparations deal, again, I just want to stop being killed by police. Can we start there before we get on this reparation issue that people want to get on? I don't think reparations has to be money. Reparations could be free college for the next five or ten years. I would rather have my kids' public schools in my neighborhood actually be good, functional schools than get an Escalade out of a reparations. Yeah, I just... It's not... You know, we got to be smart. Reparations should come, you know, in the... Like loans in the form of loans for business owners or some things of that nature. I'm not here to, we're we're not going to have these conversations until we go ahead and we're not worried about driving down the street in a car that's not a Pinto and worried about what's going to happen to us. I don't know if it needs to be a 10-point plan, a 5-point plan, or what, but I'm all about solutions. And I say, start raising politicians. Start raising lawyers, start raising judges, start raising doctors, start being involved. Start raising policemen so we can have police that are on our side. Yeah, start raising police, corners, whatever, that's actually community-based. Because, yeah, it's cool to get the person that get the money, but if they're not giving back, quote-unquote, to the community, then, you know, what is it really helping? And I'll leave my, my last thing on this, since we was talking about, you know, Joe Biden and Trump and all that is people always talk about black leaders. Mm-hmm. My only question is, black people, we, you know, black leaders, who are the white leaders? Right. Who are the Mexican leaders? Who right. are the Asian leaders? Right. Why does it always have to be those one or two black people? To my point, black people, to my wife's point, black people are monolithic. Why do we always have to have that one savior that comes in and speaks and saves all black people? Right. We, I mean, it's cool to have pillars of the community, mm-hmm. but stop with this black leaders bullshit. Yeah, we're not in that time anymore. We are grateful for Martin Luther King and for Malcolm black, X. Black leaders say to me that only a few of y'all can make it and speak for the rest. 
because only a few of y'all can prove will prove that everything is equal. And just because a few of us make it doesn't show that we all can make it. It just means that some of us got lucky, some of us found a system or a way around it, and we need to continue to be crabs in the barrel and pull each other out of it. And that's my spiel on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, basically, let's mobilize. Let's uh, try to make real change. We can't. Um, we can't do this anymore. Like they've been getting away with this for a long time, and it's time to just tear the whole system down and build it from the ground up. And we'll leave it there. Um, as far as the politics. Um, what else happened over the weekend? It was past Memorial Day weekend, so we were blessed with two verses to kind of get our mind off of the, all the crazy things going on. So the first one was Beanie Man and versus Bounty Killer, and Police I was, tried to break that up. Like we can't have nothing. And let me tell you. They are in Jamaica, people. They had the best sound of any verses. They was in the same room. How is it that Jamaica had better sound? They were in the same room. Well, they, well, okay, I'll give you that. But it was amazing. I danced, you know, I dirty wind, Pondy River. It was great. Then we had the Jagged Edge versus 112. My apologies again. I didn't think that 112 was going to be able to get with Jagged Edge. I know. I apologize. But could it have been the Teddy Riley-like sound that the Jagged Edge had? Which was weird because Jagged Edge was the primary connection. It always happens that way. No, usually. The top person. It has the good one. And the bottom one has the bad one. No, Teddy Riley was on the top. <laughs> the first time, but when they did it the second time, Babyface was controlling it. Uh, and Teddy Riley was the was the one just like with uh, with RZA and DJ Premier. DJ Premier was the main live and RZA was the one trying to connect into his feed. But yeah, no I, I enjoyed the one twelve and Jagged Edge one. That was that was entertaining. Yeah. I think this uh I think the one today is gospel because mm-hmm. we all need some healing. Yeah. Probably not going to listen to that one, but... Okay. I will. And, yeah, we do need some healing. It The thing that... It's just hard adulting these days. Like, you know, I shout out to our parents for going through what they were going through. And then just having to maintain day-to-day. Like, the mental health is a, a real thing that we got to keep in check. You know... Now, you know, you turn on the news. At first, there was numbers of corona people dying. Now we got looting. Like, yeah, we, we need some kind of uh, escape sometimes as well. Like, like there's got to be a balance. Like, we got to get our revolution on, but then we got to keep our mental health in check, you know, on that note. Um, the last thing, you know, <coughs> last but not least, is... Uh, the, we finally saw the end of the last dance, the two last parts, part nine and part ten. I will 10. warn you, my wife, my beautiful, lovely wife, I love her to death, is a stout Michael Jordan fan, and she will not have y'all disrespecting his legacy. Go ahead. 
Yeah, put some respect on his name. So what I will say is his truth is his truth. And for everybody, Horace Grant, who wants to say whatever they want to say about him and his documentary, get your own documentary and let's see how many people watch it. That's your defense. Look at here, uh, Trump supporter. Your defense is not the fact. It's that it wasn't yours. So get your own. Nah. Yeah, it's his truth. Like, <laughs> I don't like that. How can we have been waiting for this man to speak candidly since he has been a basketball player? We're finally blessed with his honest thoughts, you know, candid thoughts on things, and then y'all want to shit they're on what honest, how he said it. They're honest because they're his, or they honest because they were the truth? They're honest because it's my your truth and my truth. You know how this goes. You know how that shit goes. Can I ask you a Every day we have this yeah. argument. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. So first of all, there's supposed to be this audio going around of Michael Jordan telling Rod Stone that if Isaiah Thomas is on the team, he's not gonna play. Irrelevant. No well, one wanted to play with him. So I, why are we even harping on that? I've heard the audio, but unless somebody got a better version of what I heard, how do you know that's Michael Jordan? <laughs> And how do you They know? just said, hi, Michael Jordan. And because the audio is so bad, how do we know somebody didn't just put that shit together real quick? Right. I'm not saying it's not true because I remember hearing, and I thought I heard Michael Jordan say that he wasn't going to play if uh, Isaiah Thomas was on the team. So I was surprised when I saw the last dance and they was like, Jordan didn't say that. And I was like, that's not what I remember. Yeah, but, that's not what I heard. Right. But, uh... Then all of a sudden, this video, audio, I mean, not video, but audio comes out of, of Jordan supposedly being on the phone with Rod Thorne. And I can't, as much as I've heard Jordan talk here in the last uh, few weeks, I can't just verify that that's him talking. <laughs> like, what? That's terrible. So, yeah, you know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the guy, uh, Carl Hodges? I think that's his name. Craig Hodges. And why he wasn't included in the documentary and all this stuff. But if all of y'all knew or know who Craig Hodges is, why does he have to piggyback a coattail on Michael Jordan's um, documentary? Why hasn't somebody else stepped up and done a documentary? It's been 20 years this man has been editing this whole video, uh, this uh, whole... uh, documentary this whole time and now y'all want to start talking about y'all's truths just keep them to yourself and let's until you come out with your documentary that's all i'll say about that because it's like you can't tell somebody else how to feel in that moment or how they that, looking back at it i guess but you know i still feel bad for Isaiah, even though he did make that bed he needed to stand by his actions and what he's doing i don't and um, I know we ain't supposed to go back to this, but I've never seen, you know, we got CNN playing in the back. And I've never seen that angle of uh, George Floyd. I have, and I'm over it. To realize that that cop that had his knee on his neck. Was leaning wasn't into the, him? Wasn't the only cop holding him down. Oh, yeah. So if you got two other cops holding you down, why does the third cop need to be on your head? I've seen videos of cops sitting on and getting on somebody's head right. to hold him down. Why are you doing that? But wouldn't at that point to me, if they're not squirming that and they're not fighting and 
almost getting free, then what's the reason? Uh, but I wasn't supposed to go back to that, but I just saw that just scroll across the TV screen, people. And yeah, I don't watch CNN. <laughs> Ain't this the dude that got arrested? Uh, yeah, I think so. For CNN, Jimenez? Yeah, yeah. and that's the crazy. Television? That's another thing. Y'all are going to stop saying that I don't care who you are, I'm going to arrest you. Please. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Get over it. LeBron James is 3-6. and six. He's a great humanitarian. But he ain't Michael Jordan on the court. I personally feel like Cynthia Cooper got oh, more heart no. than uh, LeBron James. I don't know. When it comes it, to I'm basketball. really indifferent um, when it comes to LeBron James at this point. Um, I was blessed enough to see Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant play, so I don't LeBron really. James I'll just flops. watch old videos. LeBron James flops. He always cried by help. And he didn't But then he gets the rid shot. of everybody. <laughs> now I, that is funny. I wonder what the I wonder what the Cavaliers would have been like if he'd have had Andrew Wiggins and actually, you know, mentored Andrew Wiggins instead of running to go get Kevin Love. Yeah. I wonder, you know, Kyrie Irving at point guard, hell, Andrew Wiggins at shooting guard, yeah. and LeBron James at small forward. Probably would have had the same results or better. Because you're there to mentor Andrew Wiggins, a rookie coming in. But he didn't do that. His lazy ass wanted to already put together a team where he could just be there and just coast and say, I don't want all the attention on me. I need guys that's going to take attention off me so they can't double and triple (laughs) team me and I can still get my stats. His LeBron theory. Because LeBron James is all about stats. Because LeBron James sat back and he watched. They say Jordan didn't really pass the ball. He wasn't a team player. Do you really think that's what he's doing? To be a team player. They say Jordan uh, didn't get into politics and didn't speak out about injustice. Let me make sure that every chance I get, hell yeah, I think that's what he did. Oh, wow. So. No, but you're forgetting he is a, yeah, he's young. I don't even think he's a millennial. He might be younger than a millennial. And that's just how they are. They wear their heart on their sleeve. Everything's online. That's just the way that they communicate. Le- LeBron James is a great basketball player. He good. On top of being a great basketball player, he top he top five, top ten, greatest all time. I, you know what? I ain't going to be a hater in this moment. LeBron James is top five, greatest of all times. I'm not putting him above Michael Jordan, okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or Kobe Bryant. I probably put him in my fourth spot. So he's before Bill Russell, he's before the logo, he's Hell, before yeah the logo. Akeem Olajuwon, he's before yep, yep. so many people that LeBron he James be. in my book is the fourth greatest player to ever play basketball. There's Michael Jordan, then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then Kobe Bryant. And then LeBron James. And you didn't say Magic Johnson. You wouldn't have a Mag- uh, LeBron James without a Magic Johnson. LeBron James is better than Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. See, this is where James we are not going to have a good... Uh, and anybody that, no. was, that was built... Oscar Robinson, anybody that was built like LeBron James and played... LeBron James is come in. Tim Duncan. And but I don't even think Tim Jesus Duncan like Tim Christ. Duncan. I can't do this with you. No. But see, honestly, I'd say you, you go by errors. 
LeBron James is the greatest player of this era. So what is this era? So tell me where it starts and where. 2010. Uh-huh. Till now. Okay. To 2020. And it started well, 2021. It's going to be a new era. Steph Curry got like, what, three? They got two or three. Who? How many championships did the Golden State Warriors get? Three. They got three championships between in the last, in the last ten years, and you are giving, saying that it's just LeBron? LeBron? James got three. But what I'm saying is he's not by himself. Okay. Steph Curry. So. You know, fine. Forget it. You want to talk about it? Yeah, like Steph how have we Curry gotten into this? has how many Finals MVPs? I don't even one, two, one, one, none. Andre Iguodala was the first. Oh one. yeah, that's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, Clay Thompson or somebody uh-huh. was the second one. And then Katie Durant. Yep, you're Matter right. Matter of fact, was Kevin Durant there for Wait, two? no. So, Steph, has Steph Curry ever been MVP of the, the league? He's the only unanimous winner. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. So, in your conversation of eras, then maybe just put all the MVPs. But. So, we got KD. LeBron, we got Up James until this Harden. point, LeBron was better than KD. But KD or Giannis, onto the Cooper will take it. Yeah, there you go. His name. Um, hold on, let me see. 22. I wonder, so they hadn't picked the MVP for this year yet before uh-uh. COVID. I wonder who they would have picked. Who would you pick? Hey, man, I'll tell you who the, uh, uh, what is that called? The finals MVP? I'm sorry, them dudes got four. No. They went to, they went four, but three. No, they, got three. they blew a 3 1 lead, remember? Yeah, they got three. Yeah. 2017. I think KD was there in 2017. Yep, KD got two. Andre Iguodala got the other one. So, no, Steph Curry doesn't have any finals MVPs. He only got the season MVPs. That one year, it's arguable that James Harden should have won it. Well, do we really care if James Harden And I'm not really keen on MVPs because... I don't like the media. But that's Some my of y'all point. Are that's why. Well, oh, so you're saying like the season MVP means nothing? Yeah, they biased. You think that Steve Nash was better than Kobe Bryant those years? Well, you know how I feel. All about right, Kobe then. Bryant. Fuck the NBA MVP, uh, regular season MVP. Except for when Michael Jordan, narratives. Kevin Johnson, or somebody won. It's, it's all about narratives. That's what. <laughs> you gotta pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Her cousin Jazz don't listen to his own. Her cousin be saying that stuff. And he's the most goalpost movingest person. We're gonna have him on here one time just so y'all can hear him move the goalpost, <laughs> move the needle. <laughs> this dude will use a stat and then say stats don't matter. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, LeBron James is the greatest player right now. He's a great humanitarian. But do I think he looked at the players before him and see their shortcomings and say he was gonna make that his strength? Yes. Okay, I'll accept that, but I won't accept that you are saying that Magic Johnson is not better than LeBron James. Magic I won't Johnson accept will it. tell you that Magic Johnson ain't better. He's than very James. humble. That's fine. You let him be humble, and then you give him his props, and you put some respect on Irvin Magic Johnson's name. Uh, Magic Johnson probably would have been my number five. Yeah. I think Magic would have been my number five. Okay. 
Well, that's all we have for this week, people. Be safe. Don't go out there looting. Vote. Vote. Be active in your Sign communities. Sign petitions. Mobilize. Organize. Be active Organize. in your communities in a positive way. Help people. Each one, teach one. I mean, we could do better because we have no choice. Educate your children. I believe children are. Well, you know, we can we can TikTok sometimes, but we also need to show our kids a better way because this world will be left for them. Thank you. Um, give them a sense. Okay. Have a good one. Be safe.